Thank you for tuning in today. Today we are talking all things tiny houses. So exciting, right? So everybody knows. Sorry, my Siri thinks I'm talking to her. Anyway, I know everybody has talked about or seen HGTV shows that talk about tiny houses and you see people that downsize their entire lives and move into like 200, 300, 400 square feet homes. So today we're gonna talk about what is a tiny house, um, what's the average square foot of a tiny house? What makes people choose to live in tiny homes? Like what's their motivation for doing that? What are some of the benefits? Um, we'll talk about tiny home builders, tiny home developments, and what you can expect if you decide to buy tiny homes. There was a, um, there was a big thing because one of the first tiny homes through Amazon was sold recently. And so we're gonna talk about some of the things to, to think about or look into should you decide to purchase a tiny house from Amazon. And before you ask, yes, they do give you prime shipping on those tiny houses with Amazon. But um, let's get started. If you guys have tuned into the podcast before, you know that I love engagement. Make sure you let, if you have any questions, you let me know all about them. And then um, uh, if you are watching on the replay or if you are listening on the audio on iTunes, make sure that you leave us a light bulb, you give us some feedback and let us know what you're thinking and what questions you have. And I'll make sure that um, somebody from my team responds and gets back to you. So anyway, let's talk about tiny houses. So why, you know, why is it such a hot topic? What are people thinking about in terms of tiny homes? Why are they looking to explore that option? Well, one of the number one things that people are thinking about tiny homes for, particularly across the country, is because um, the affordability. So in some places, uh, it may be more affordable for them to purchase and live in a tiny home than it might be for them to purchase what we would call a traditional home, right? And so one of the reasons we talked about, um, we decided to have this topic on the show is because this for the rest of this month, we're dedicating our podcast to non-traditional home ownership, non-traditional home sales, um, so that you guys can see what different options people are exploring. It may not necessarily be the norm, but it could be a good fit for you and it just gives you additional things to think about to help you make your decisions. So like I said before, tiny houses, people have been doing it because they want to have a more affordable living in places where the cost of home ownership or the cost of rent is ex exceedingly high and continues to increase. So. That's one of the reasons a lot of people are doing it because they just want to simply eliminate their mortgage. They want to have much smaller household incomes and things like, or I'm sorry, not household incomes, everybody wants income, but a lot smaller of a house expense um, and to get rid of the mortgage, get rid of the debt because it gives them a little bit peace of, a little bit more peace of mind. The other reason is because, um, I mean, truthfully, some people just want to give back to the environment and live a more environmentally conscious life. So they don't necessarily want to have all the stuff tying them down. They don't want to build or live in extremely large homes just so that they can acquire more stuff that they really don't use. Um, a couple of other reasons that people do it is because they want to travel the world more. Um, they don't. They, they may not necessarily need their space if they don't plan on being in their home. And then there are some people that actually take their tiny houses with them. So, I mean, if you guys have researched this at all or seen the shows on TV, you'll notice that it's pretty much like a, free, a, a prefab home. Sometimes they usually have wheels on them, similar to a manufactured house, a mobile home, um, but they just actually look like houses and they're tiny homes. That's what they call them, tiny houses. So... Um, there are some 
things that you need to think about if you're going to be purchasing a tiny home. So for example, if you are, let's say, like I mentioned before in the intro, Amazon recently sold a tiny home for $7,250. So can you imagine $7,250 and that's how much you paid for your whole house? I can't either. But here's the thing, that's not all you're going to pay for the house. So one, you need to have a place to store it. So a lot of people, when, they purchase, when they're purchasing tiny homes, they have to have land to put it on. So if you're here in the Phoenix area and you're thinking about purchasing a tiny home and that's something that you aspire to do, let's talk about land. So make sure you contact Next View Home Professionals and talk about what your options are as far as purchasing land so that you can place your tiny home. Whether you're looking at um, buying one from Amazon or you're looking to have somebody else build it for you. So going back to the Amazon, that property was $7,250 and it's just the house. So they ship it, they ship it to you at no cost from my research. Um, it's like, I guess on Amazon Prime. And then what, what a lot of people didn't know though when they purchased it is, well, you also need a foundation. So you can't just set up the house and not have a foundation, right? So you need to have a foundation that's poured on wherever you're placing the house. Um, you're gonna need to accommodate plumbing because you need to take, you still need to shower, you need to cook, you need access to water. So you need to have the house plumbed. You need to have electricity, unless you plan on living in the house in the dark. Um, and then you're going to, especially if you're here in Arizona, or even if you're in a cold weather state, you're gonna need insulation. So you wanna make sure the house is insulated so it can stay appropriately cooled or appropriately heated, depending on the season. So you wanna think about what is that gonna cost you with, um, in addition to just like that flat fee that they charge you. Now, there are homes that are on Amazon and in other places that cost more than the $7,250, um, and they just have different features. Again, most of these homes are under 500 square feet, and they're going to, they're, they're gonna have different amenities based on what it is that you're looking for. Um, I've even seen here in Phoenix, they have tiny home estates, um, I shouldn't have did that in quotations, so it's kind of rude, but they, they have tiny home estates where they're a little bit bigger than your average tiny home. You might get 500 square feet and what they're calling them is micro estates. So they may not call them, uh, they may not call them tiny houses, they may call them micro estates. So the house might be 600 square feet in total, um, but, <laughs> but it's still considered, for, at least for my purposes, it's still considered a tiny home. Um, then they also have if like let's say for example you are thinking about a tiny home and you just want to kind of take a tour of it they actually do or maybe even spend a night they actually have tiny house vacation rentals so let's say you're thinking about you just want to have an experience you can go online and there are actually people that own tiny homes and they rent them out just as you would like an airbnb type of type of property um i forget what i was going to say but in, in terms of in terms of figuring out which one is going to be right for you, in my opinion, it's going to be better for you to explore talking to a builder, somebody that has a, um, that builds tiny homes here locally so that you can get a feel for different square footages and the different options that you have. So there are several builders here in Arizona and they will let you tour the properties and tour the different homes so that you can get a feel for it. If you need a recommendation, call me because I can refer you to somebody that is going to take good care of you but there are like i said there are some here in arizona 
if you don't want to just order a whole house from Amazon and have it delivered to your house. Now, another way that I can see using the tiny house is if you wanted to have like a, um, like let's say you wanted to have like a she shed or a man cave or hey, maybe you even want like a guest house and then it's maybe it's cheaper to build it using, you know, the tiny home option, I guess I should say, versus built using traditional construction. Maybe that's a good option for you and you can put that in your backyard. One thing that people don't think about though is that zoning. There are different zoning requirements for every single city. Um, so you wanna make sure that zoning will allow you to do that and like depending on which city, some of them may have zoning restrictions on if you can put a stove in a tiny house or, or a guest home or um, they may have a requirement of where it has to be placed um, away in the community and even HOAs may have a requirement in, in terms of the tiny house. So you'll wanna make sure that you either look into that and if you don't know where to look, contact your trusted realtor, hopefully it's somebody from my team and we can help, help you navigate through that. I saw in one of my comments from Bridget, hi Bridget if you're watching, um, you said that you'd like to buy land and build a tiny home community, but you had heard that there are zoning zoning issues. So you are right. There is one development that is working on building a tiny home community in Tempe. And I'm thinking that would be a good uh, blueprint to kind of follow so that you can get an idea of what issues they encountered so that you can maybe learn from their mistakes. And I do have a contact for that and I can put you, um, I can, we can connect if you, um, if you just let me know what it is you're thinking about doing and we can kind of formulate a plan. Um, so anyway, like I said before, some people are thinking about doing it just as, like I said, a man cave or a guest house or a she shed. And um, so that is an option. But again, zoning is an issue. So make sure you understand what the zoning restrictions are before you just order something either online or um, and don't really know what you're do what you're getting yourself into because it can be exciting to just click a button and know that you're going to have a whole house delivered to your house but it's not going to be fun when you can't really put it anywhere because you haven't taken the necessary precautions to know if your house is owned to know if who's going to do your plumbing your electrical your your foundation pouring and all that stuff so if that's something that you are truly interested in we can help you with that just give us a phone call um but for me, the biggest thing I would think of is, what are you willing to give up for this tiny house? You're gonna live in 400 square feet. That's like the size of a bathroom. So go into your bath, if you're thinking about this, go into your bathroom and say to yourself, can I live in this space? And, and I say, I shouldn't say every bathroom, some bathrooms are gonna be smaller than that, but let's just say the average house in an average subdivision in Phoenix, can you live in your bathroom? Could you make that space work? Because I can tell you now, I couldn't give up my closet. I can't give up my shoes. If you can, <laughs> put put a shoe emoji in the comments because I'm curious as to who can. I don't need a lot of stuff, but I do need my shoes. I need options. Girl needs options. But think about what you're willing to give up. Um, does that mean if you decided to go the tiny home route, does that mean you travel more? So you can, it makes it easier for you to give up your shoes. I could probably give up my shoes to travel the world, but would I actually do it? I don't know. Um, so those are some things to think about. Um, how, what are you gonna gain? I know I watched the house, I watched an episode of Tiny House Hunters um, on HGTV one time and they were moving into a tiny home because they had three children or four children that were entering college. And so they wanted to make sure that their kids could get through college debt free, which I thought was pretty noble. 
Um, so that can be a true motivation to make you do something you didn't think you could do. Um, if you do decide to move in a tiny house, are you going to hire an organizer to help you adjust to living in such smaller, um, such smaller square footage? Do you have an organizer that you would go through? Do you need a referral? So those are some things that you want to think of too. Maybe you need a designer to collaborate with the team that's going to help you build this home. Um, or if you do go the prefab route and have it delivered from Amazon, do you have other people that can help you on the back end to get, get that whole thing taken care of? So that is pretty much all I have you guys in regards to tiny houses. Um, what I'm going to, what I have been working on is seeing if we can get the developer that I talked about, um, get them in the studio to talk to us about some of their struggles to, to help those people who are thinking about doing something similar, whether it's here in Phoenix or if it's somewhere else around Arizona so that they can give you some guidance and see what it is they're, they're exactly experiencing and some of those hiccups. But we wanna make sure that if it's something that you've been exploring, that you do have a trusted resource that you can call on to get those questions answered. And so, like I said before, my team is very happy to help you out with that. And like I said, I'm going to ask you those questions. I'm going to ask you, are you willing to give up? What are you willing to give up? Are, have you already lived in a confined space? I'm going to ask you those questions because I care about, you know, the, it, that it's a big life change. And if you're selling a larger home to do this tiny home, are you going to be satisfied you know, three months from now, and then you're going to have to spend a lot of money to purchase another house and to get rid of the tiny home. What does that look like for you? So I want to make sure that I can help you in the best possible way and not just sell you some random tiny home that you're going to regret in three months. But if you're going to love it, I want to help you accomplish that goal as well. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this tiny house episode. Like I said, the rest of this month, we're dedicating it to non-traditional home purchases, non-traditional home sales. Next week, we're going to be talking about iBuyers. If you're not familiar with iBuyers, just think how many of the signs you see on the road that says, we'll buy your house for cash and they charge you convenience fees. Um, some of the more popular ones that you probably see around town, you probably see their blue signs in, your, in their yard or in your neighbor's yards and things like that. So we wanna talk to you about what that process looks like and if you were to go that route, what that looks like um, so we can give more information because it's kind of a mystery to a lot of people and they don't understand how, it's, how it, it can impact them. So I want to make sure you have as much information as possible. So like I said, for this month, we're dedicating our podcast to that so we can make sure we get that information out there. Um, so be sure to tune in if you are watching, if you, whether you're watching live or you're watching the replay, make sure that you click the little alarm button so that you can receive a notification every time we go live. So that way you can save the show and go back and watch it if you can't watch it live. Um, but at least you're notified that there's a new episode and there's information available to you. Um, anytime you want it. All right. So thank you so much for tuning in. I want to say a quick thank you to um, our business partners that help us with the podcast, to help us put it together, help us bring it to you every single week. Um, if you guys have any questions about this episode or any others and any other topics that are related to real estate, related to um, trusted resources that can help you, please contact my team, me, Fabi, and Samantha. We are very happy to help you. The number is on the screen, 480-281-3078. You can also send us a message here on Facebook. If you're listening on the replay on iTunes, you can send, a, send us a message there too. The easiest way though is to text us at that phone number or to um, visit our website and send us a message through there. So um, we wanna say special thanks to the Oliver Whalen team um, at Nova Home Loans. They are amazing. If you guys are thinking about 
If you're just getting started in your home search process and you just want to kind of get an idea of where your credit's at, can you qualify, should you refinance right now, give the Oliver Wayland team a call. They will help you out. They'll set you up through that process. If you have any questions about them and the way their team works, feel free to reach out to me and I'm happy to um, arrange that meeting. They can meet you in person or they can take your phone calls. Um, our trusted home warranty company is Platinum Home Warranty, Yvonne Hunter, and her team are always happy to help you with your home warranty needs, whether you're purchasing a home now or whether you are, um, or whether you're, or you own a home already and you're just looking for a new home warranty company, Platinum Home Warranty can help you. And last but certainly not least, Jeremy Eaton at Security Title. Um, for all of your title and escrow needs, Security Title is our preferred title company. And we typically work with Elva Palmer over there in the Gilbert office. So like I said, you guys, thanks again for tuning in. We will see you next week. Like I said, if you have any questions, be sure to reach out to us direct. Thanks.